In today's episode, we interview special guest Doug Lawrence. He's the founder of Talent C and co-founder of the International Mentor Community. Doug leads organizations to experience the benefits of how mentoring will encourage workforce culture to flow in harmony, improve productivity from employees, and reducing costly employee onboarding, improving their bottom line. Doug is an international certified mentor and has obtained his Certificate of Achievement in Mentoring, his Certificate of Competence, and his Certificate of Competence Journey Mentor from the International Mentoring Community, IMC. He served for the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP, for 25 years, retiring in February of 1999 at the rank of Staff Sergeant. As a result of his service, Doug had post-traumatic stress disorder. He volunteered with the Sir Richard Branson Entrepreneur Program in the Caribbean with the American Corporate Partners in the United States, working with the military personnel during transition from military life to civil life. He has worked with researchers to examine the role of mentoring as support for those struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder. His experience in law enforcement coupled with working with people suffering from PTSD has afforded him a unique view of mentoring and PTSD. Doug is an international speaker and author about all facets of mentoring. He published The Gift of Mentoring in 2014 with his second book, You Are Not Alone, published January 17th in 2022 and reaching Amazon's number one bestseller list. This is a great conversation and I hope everyone enjoys it.
stories that come out of the RCMP, but I've never actually had an opportunity to speak to somebody who uh, he actually who actually served in, in the RCMP. So out of the RCMP, you didn't have an idea what you wanted to do? I, I actually, and I recommended to people afterwards, don't do this, but I went from RCMP on a Friday to private sector on Monday. That was fast. And it was it was a bad move on my part. The the move itself, I mean, as far as the change in career and and getting into the private sector was good, but leaving one job on a Friday and starting a new one on Monday, I I needed to take I needed to take a couple of weeks to sort of clear my mind, kind of purge everything that was you know bubbling away up there and. And that way there I could start fresh and and I didn't do that. And that's a mistake that I always tell people if I'm as I'm mentoring people and they're talking about, you know, I'm gonna leave my job and stuff like that. Well actually it's it's ironic. I'm uh, mentoring a, a a young lady in in the US who is retiring from the US military. And one of my pieces of advice to her was I know you're going to look for work. I know you want to get a job and all that sort of stuff, but please, please, please make sure you give yourself some decompression time before you actually physically step into a new a new job, a new career. I think that's good advice for for most people changing careers, right? Especially out of the military, anything with service like such as yours, you need that time to physically and mentally to unwrap what 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 experiences you went through. So Getting into that after you got into the private sector, how long did you stay in the private sector? No, I actually, I think I was probably a year and a half, maybe two years. And then I ended up back in, um, I actually was doing some management consulting in uh, in government. Hmm. And eventually that ended up uh, where I was hired because of, uh, as a term employee, I was hired. Uh, because of my leadership abilities to come in and, and manage uh, an operational team of IT professionals. And and I did that for, I think it was two years. And then they changed my role to have me head up a, a new unit, uh, an employee, what we ended up calling a, an employee development unit. And I did that for three years. And then that's when they sort of, they decided that it was time for me to go, and that was the push I needed to actually start my own my own business. And so that's what's leading up into Doug Lawrence, the founder of Talency and the co-founder of International Mentor Community, or or you were doing your own private businessing uh, business consulting, and then you led into what I'm going to create this. I'm going to make a mentorship program. How did how did that really come about? That actually came from job coaching university or college students and uh, helping them secure employment and, and all of those things. And, and then what would happen is they would, uh, they would come back to me and say, gee, Doug, this happened in the workforce, in the workplace the other day. I'm not sure how to handle it. How should I deal with it? And I would ask a bunch of questions to stimulate creative thinking, getting them to think on how they could actually solve it. And as a result of that, I kept getting referral after referral after referral. And eventually a few of them said, you know, Doug, you, you need to do this for a living. Um, and I went, okay. 
They said, we can't afford to pay you, but I'm sure somebody could. And so I did some market research and I found that there was a niche. There was no uh, certification of mentors process in place at that particular time point. So I did some research uh, and, and I found that there was a couple organizations that I could partner with to create that certification. So I partnered with a company in the United States and we went, we worked together for probably about five years, I guess it was, where we provided certification based on knowledge, uh, not based on competence or, or uh, the application of that knowledge. So what ended up happening was probably about three, maybe four years ago tops, the mentoring community said, you know, what you're offering is good, but we want to be certified competent as a mentor. And so long story short, I ended up partnering with my current business partner out of uh, Calgary, Alberta, and we're providing a uh, mentor certification based on competence now. That's that's amazing. That's a niche. Like There's no other companies that really do this, right? In terms of mentorship and leadership skills, uh, what's the benefit of it? Do you think there's a need? Well, clearly there's a need, but is there a need in all facets like companies, police forces? Like, do they need people to be trained in becoming and how to mentor their? I usually refer to them as staff and family. It's like it's almost tight knit, right? Yeah. Is there a, there's a need for it, right? Yeah, most definitely. There you there isn't a place you can go today where you will find that somebody can say, "I don't need mentoring," um, or "I don't need." leadership skills because there's there's definitely a, a need for both and I always say a good leader is a good mentor a good mentor is a good leader and and I stand by that and it I've been brought in by organizations to work with their new managers new leaders in the organization to sort of sort of to kind of be there that sort of that person that they can kind of lean on if something ha- like the example I gave earlier I actually, I was doing some work in an organization here in our city, and we would have conversations, not often enough, but we would have conversations. Tell me about your day and and what are some of the things that went well? Tell me about your day and what are some of the things that didn't go well? And what are we going to do to change that for the next time? Powerful. Very powerful. It's almost as if you're speaking from an education standpoint, because in education, they're always talking about mentorship programs and leadership, and and often teachers get promoted into administrative positions and get thrown in and without any real mentorship or leadership, and they're expected to learn budgets and all these things on the fly, and then they're supposed to mentorship a school of X amount of kids and, and staff, and always lacking that mentorship or that experience for somebody they can have that conversations with that you're talking about. There There is definitely a need, and I, I could speak for a lot of schools in the school boards there's a need for it in education too and and i'm going to add to that is that there's also the need to train your mentors don't throw them in the deep end of the pool with no training that's important so on top of that while you're going through all your experiences you're also volunteering with uh sir richard bransford branson intra entrepreneur program in the caribbean with American corporate partners in the United States, working with military personnel. Are you still volunteering? Yes, I am. And add to that now, uh, I'm a volunteer mentor with Futurepreneur, which is an organization here in Canada that 
works with young entrepreneurs, provides them uh, mentors. That's amazing. And what's it what's it like though working with uh, military personnel, uh, ha- helping them trans you know transition from their military life to civilian life? It must be difficult. It you know it, it's well the the young lady that I mentioned earlier. Um, She's been successful in finding a job and getting a job, not finding, but getting a job um, that she's going to transition from her her military position to this new new job. She's actually, I I believe, if my memory from our our chat on the weekend, that uh, she's already started. She's a week into it already. But, you know, here's here's kind of the the thing with actually all all of those ones that I'm volunteering with. Um, is that what's happening now, and I'm starting to see this more and more often, is that I have to be cognizant of their mental health and I need to be able to plug into what are the signs, the signals and stuff that, you know, can I, can I build that, that safe environment for a conversation to take place so we can determine to what degree, you know, the, what to what degree are their mental health challenges, and then we can go and look for the professional help that they may need. How how long do you usually work with a with a client? It lasts for a couple of years, a couple of months. It, it varies. It it varies. I've got some people that I'm mentoring that are in leadership positions that it's been ongoing. Uh, it's been, I don't know what did I figure it out the other days between six and seven years, and it's just we've. I'm kind of a person that, you know, they can send me a text message and say, I need to chat. And we set up a quick Zoom call. And all it is sometimes is for me to just listen and let them talk their way through. They know the answer. They they just need sort of the validation part. So, but yeah, the you know, to come back to your original question, working with, uh, you know, the military, um, it's kind of like, it's sort of deja vu for me because I can relate to a lot of the things because of my time in the RCMP. So it, it's, it's most of it is relatable experiences for me to be able to deal with that. But the aspect of people struggling and, and, and being challenged by their mental health is a new sort of a new curve in the road that I never saw coming. Uh, the mental health stuff is um, the topic of that is grown out of I don't want to say grown out of proportion, but it's growing and growing, especially out of the pandemic. What was it like uh, during the pandemic for you? Were you able to stay in contact with your with your clients? Uh, what, what was what was business like at that point? Yeah, it, you know, it, for the most there was definitely no new growth because everybody was kind of hunkered down, just taking care of number one. But what I did see was that. It shifted pretty much, I would say, the large majority of my client base became virtual versus in-person. And it's now given us, um, it's given us, I guess, a, a better a better selection of how we deliver mentoring. So I can deliver it face-to-face, I can, and I can deliver it one-on-one, I can deliver it, you know, through group sessions. But I can also uh, do it virtually and maybe not quite get the same results, but certainly get the results that I think we, myself and, and my client would be happy with. 
it's an extra tool in your belt. Like you can, like you said, you could set up a zoom link, like right now, go have a chat with them. Maybe it's the touch base and just uh, work through whatever they want. And like you said, they just, they just want you to listen and you're there to listen. So if anything, maybe that's the the positive that came out of the pandemic. Well, you know, and it's interesting because last week I picked up uh, a new client uh, from Sweden. Oh, so that would never have happened had it not been for, you know, the pandemic and and people becoming more and more comfortable with the virtual world. I that would just never would have happened. Interesting. That's that's what we face in education too. Is going online constantly and talking to parents and talking to kids. It's just very similar that um, I guess the technology that has us changing our lifestyles and our, our business models, right? Yeah. So that's that's pretty interesting. And also on top of that, you also uh, give speeches. You go, you're an international speaker and you're an author. So tell us about your, uh, your public speaking. I typically, the gist of my I've evolved. That's let's start there. I've evolved yeah. as as a speaker, and I've gone from purely focusing on mentoring and and how to set up programs and how to deliver them and and that way to now I'm I'm uh, I've become a storyteller when it when it comes to my speaking opportunities uh, and through the stories I'm sharing my lived experience and the experience of others, of course, obviously not sharing names or anything like that, but taking those experiences and sort of making them uh, much more relatable so that the the listening audience can say, oh, yes, that happened to me. And I actually had that. I spoke at a conference in Victoria, British Columbia, and it was a uh, conference that it was entirely all women. I think there was maybe three three males in the in the audience, but it was designed and created for the aspect of meeting the needs of uh, women in the workforce. You know, from from for the most part. And at the end of my, I think it was a twenty minute session that we were given. Uh, at the end of that, I said I I brought some copies of my first book, and I said I'll meet a bunch of you up in the lobby, and whoever gets there, it's first come, first serve, so to speak. And I actually had a lady come up to me afterwards and say, you know, she said I want you to know that your message meant a lot to me because that was me that you were talking about. Oh, and, and it was it was the stories were told in such a way or in the context that people could actually plug themselves in there any way that they wanted. And that would be, that would be their takeaway from, from that, you know, particular conversation. So, and now I've, I've kind of moved or morphed myself where I'm now talking uh, about mentoring, but I'm also talking a lot about mental health and, and the, how, Mentoring um, needs to be part of the support structure for mental health. That message is has to get out there, and and it needs to be embraced by so many different people. Because today, I'm working on a on my next book, and it's entitled "The Silent Pandemic." And the idea behind it is that you know, COVID was designated a pandemic. Well, mental health is one was one and still is one and yet we're not we're not doing all that we could 
to be able to deal with it like what we did with COVID, you know. Um, so that's and that's part of the message I'm trying to get out there as well through through speaking opportunities uh, is just, you know, we need to be more aware of our own self-care, our uh, our own mental health. I'm like I'm still at times uh, dealing with post-traumatic stress. But now I've I've actually added some confusion to the picture in that I lost my wife in 2021 to cancer, and so now I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. I'm now dealing with grief on top of that. Tough sorry to hear that. That's a it's a transition, uh, definitely a transition, and not like post traumatic stress, different to deal with that kind of grief, but to put them all together and and, and having to deal with that on a regular basis. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to go through that. It, it's it's tough. the The grief is is part of the trauma story, um, and and people people don't realize that you know it's something that we need to deal with. We you know you can't you can't just leave it sit there and hope that over time it'll go away. And I know a lot of people who are trying to do the good things that they want to do to help you get through it and move along they don't understand that part is that you know i need you to be there for me but i also need you to let me explore or let me take the journey on my own time and my own speed so to speak versus you know well you should you know you should be at this point now and this point here and this point there everybody's different everybody deals with it in their own their own manner and their own time frame. And if there's anything that you can do is, is just to listen and hear when, when that person is talking, because that's a lot of the times that's all I want is I want somebody I can tell my story to of how I'm feeling, what I went through and all that sort of stuff. I'm not asking for, you know, for you to say, Oh yeah, I I get that. I understand that because you don't understand it. Yeah, well, I'm very fortunate to be listening to you today, and and unwrap all this and give us uh, your experiences and everything you've gone through. And clearly, your current success is a result of your life experiences, all your your jobs, and you're putting all this together. Like you said, you've added mental health to the mentorship program and it's all coming full circle. Like we need to deal with this and the pandemic, you know, created an issue of the silent pandemic. And now you're writing a book, but you've also written The Gift of Mentoring in, in 2014. And you also wrote your second book, You Are Not Alone, uh, January 17, 2022. And it was a number one bestseller on Amazon. So uh, tell us a little bit about your past two books. So the the gift of mentoring uh, was I had a little friendly push or nudge from a couple people that I I call them my mentors who said, you know, you've written all these great articles and you put them on your blog. You actually need to put these into a book so that people can can you know read your read your story, uh, hear your story, and that. And so I. I figured I went, okay, all right, I'll give it a whirl. So I'd never written a book before, so it was a brand new experience. But I had people that kind of guided me along the way for that. So as you mentioned, The Gift of Mentoring was uh, published in 2014. And I kind of I sat for a while. And, and then the same sort of 
messaging came through to me again was that, you know, you need to write a book about mentoring and mental health. And, and some people came to me and said, you know, same sort of thing was you need to do this because there's nothing out there that speaks to, there's lots of books that are written that speak to the, the whole mental health uh, space from an academic perspective, but none, excuse me, from a practical perspective. And so you need to, you need to tell your story. And so I started to write and, and once again, I had a lot of people come to walk with me on the journey. And as you, you know, as you mentioned in January of 2022, we published, uh, you were not alone. And I was, I was actually very touched that the book went, uh, Amazon number one bestseller. Um, I never thought that that was ever something that would happen, but, and you are not alone tells the story. Uh, it has some of my personal stories in it. It has, I think I did four or five interviews of people who were experiencing mental health or, or were in positions where they had to deal with people that were dealing with mental health challenges. So, um, it, it, it had a little bit of everything for everybody, but it it came from a practical application of mentoring in the mental health world and not so much from the academic side of things. So, um, and yeah, I, I've started working on my next one, which is the silent pandemic, and it's going to have a huge uh, segment in it on grief. And there's going to be some more, interviews because I found that it just it adds credence or credibility to the whole story when you can incorporate someone else's story in with your own and so I'm under the gun to get that one hopefully out the door no later than February well you're almost done halfway through not quite half I imagine I imagine the uh, the time and the process going through putting your books together is is enormous. And then the editing process and how long do you typically spend editing at the end? Like what you do your draft, you're like, OK, boom, I got a draft. And now what? Well, what I, I did was I was with You Are Not Alone. Um, I had people that did the edit, the editing for me. So I I had some. Some of my mentors said, well, this person would be a good person to do the structure edit. This would be a good person to do the copyright edit. This would be a good person to format so that it's in the right format for it to be published and all that sort of stuff. So everybody had sort of something to do or had a part to play in it. And that's what I'm hoping to be able to get done or have uh, accomplished with this next book is much the same process is everybody will have a piece of the pie that they're responsible for. And, and then it'll all come together at the end of the day. That's great. Team effort. Yeah. And in terms of, well, in terms of your books, you are not alone, obviously available on Amazon. Uh, the gift of mentoring is also on Amazon. Yes, it is. Are they available anywhere else? I think you can find you are not alone on some of the ebook retailers, the, you know, Barnes and Noble, um, I forget all the others. There's probably seven or eight 
that you can you can find uh, find the link to to get the ebook. Okay, so wait, available. Just Google it. People might be able to find it, uh, but definitely available on Amazon. And your third book, you're working on it. We'll jump backwards now. Now we get to talk about uh, well, we you get to talk about your website, uh, talentc.ca, and your business and you know, maybe give everybody a rundown what kind of certificates are available, what kind of services you provide on a whole. Certainly can do that. So yes, um, there's actually the two websites. So there's the www.talentc.ca, which is my own website for, for my company. But there's also www.internationalmentoringcommunity.com, which is the website that I'm co-founder of that. And I work with my business partner, Dr. Stephen Hobbs in Alberta. So we both we both uh, work together to deliver mentoring certification, and so the certification has four four levels. So there's the certificate of recognition, which is kind of it, it gives you a taste of what mentoring can be about. So and it comes at it from as we call them action outcome statements. So I believe with the certificate of recognition, there's 35 or 40 uh, action outcome statements. And basically what you're doing is you do a self-assessment of yourself to determine, do I have the knowledge that's in this statement, in this statement, in this statement? And if I have the knowledge, I complete a form that says yes. And then I say where I got the knowledge from. And if I don't have the knowledge, I put no, and then we'll work with you to help you get that knowledge. So that's the certificate of recognition. The certificate of achievement is a deep dive in the deep end of the pool from a knowledge perspective. So it's something like 75 or 79 action outcome statements that you have to be able to to demonstrate that you actually have the knowledge of each and every one of those. And then from there, you move from the knowledge perspective, you move into the competence perspective. So certificate of, of uh, competence mentoring is your first step into the the world of mentoring based on competence. And then the, the, the last certification is uh, certificate of competence journey mentor. And that was created, the journey mentor one was created to number one, help support people going through the certification process. So act, kind of acting as your guide, your coach to get you through the certification process. And the other part, the part that's near and dear to my heart is the mental health piece is, is to help better prepare people to mentor people that are struggling with mental health challenges. So that's the, kind of the two uh, the websites. Back to the Talent C one where the services I offer are mentoring. So establishing or helping organizations, uh, setting up mentoring programs within their organization, providing the training that's required of the mentors and the mentees, um, one-on-one mentoring, group mentoring. Um, I offer a service called uh, mentoring versus termination. So if you're going to terminate an employee, let me spend five one-hour sessions with them and we'll see if we can get a behavior change to take place before you actually have to go through the added cost of terminating the employee are, are pretty much the the service offerings that that you know that, that I share with people 
Yeah, I thought I think that's pretty interesting. Bring us in and help us kind of rehabilitate your staff, your staff or your employee a little bit so they can you know, eliminate a behavior or change their behaviors to because you spent all kinds of money training them. Why would you want to just fire them and go looking for a new employee time and resources? Right. So that's a that's a pretty that's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, and it's worked well. I think out of all the people I've been brought in to work with, I've only had two, two or one, one or two that, that we, we weren't successful in being able to, and part of it is you try and, and, and do things reasonably from an economic perspective, you try and do it so it doesn't become onerous on the company. But what I found is that there are some employees that they needed to have more and it's almost like hand holding, but I don't like that that phrase. But it was I needed to spend more time with that employee to help them correct the the bad behavior that was being exhibited. Was there potential there? Oh gosh, yes, there was lots of potential. But it, it ended up that um, the the employee ended up being terminated. So it, it was I would. I would today I would go in and meet with that employee and continue to work with them because I saw potential in them. It's just it would need to be something where we spend more time. Like for example, some of the folks I'm working with now, I'm I'm asking them how often they would like to meet, whether it be virtual or in person. And it's surprising that a lot of the people now are saying they want to meet weekly. Wow. Where before it was well, you know, if I meet with you once a month, that should be good enough. And now, like even this individual from Sweden, it's weekly. We have a chat every, every, we pick a date and a time and we have that conversation on a weekly basis. There's a need for it. People they need that person they can um, uh, rely on and, uh, you know, give, the, I don't want to say throw everything in one basket, but kind of just divulge what the, what's on their chest type of thing. Yeah, you know, and it seems to, I know even back in my RCMP days, my staff would come in and sit down in my office and say, you know, gosh, I got this issue and I don't know how to deal with it. And I would just ask a series of questions and they'd go, oh, okay, I think I know what I'm going to do. And they'd get up and walk out and they'd be shaking their head. And one day I asked, you know, what's how come you're shaking your head and they said we we can't figure you out we don't know what it is because we come in here with a problem you don't say much and we turn around and we walk out of your office and we have the solution and gee it makes me think that i had it all along and i said well you did and they they went how do you do that is it magic or or what is it that you do and i went You've got the answer. I'm just opening the door to let you let that answer out and put it into and put the, your solution into practice. The powerful, the power of listening, right? Yeah. Not only that you have your, your two books and you're working on your third book and you have Talent C and your international mentoring community uh, at uh, well, dot com. You're also on your social media everywhere. And I always pull that up, and I've everybody, I give everybody their plug. You're on uh, you're on Facebook at Doug one six one zero. 
You have your LinkedIn. If anybody wants to reach out to you on LinkedIn, Doug Lawrence uh, dash mentor, Twitter at Doug Lawrence JM, your YouTube channel. I would suggest everybody go Google it because I can't read the long name. <laughs> uh, it's your website, talent.ca, and then your also your uh, internationalmentoringcommunity.com. So that those are your social media plugs. I always tell people if there's anything they want to share with me on social media on Twitter, particularly, tag me, feel free to message me. I, I'm more than happy to share uh, anything for regards to certificates or just uh, articles or your new book that comes out or your current book that you want to plug you know it's my pleasure to do so and uh doug i'd like uh you know i always give everyone the last words or the uh, final plugs or anything you want to add to you know our conversation well i you know the big thing is that and it's tied to to the mental health piece and that's that because of the stigmatism that's attached with with mental health and you know people go oh my goodness that person's got mental health issues and they're crazy and all that sort of stuff but it's if you're experiencing mental health challenges today, it's okay to reach out. And I, I use the closet as an, it's okay to reach out to step outside your closet and extend your hand and ask for help. And there will be somebody that will be there to, to, to walk with you on the, the next leg of your journey, uh, on the next leg of your healing process. But don't, don't ever feel as though you can't find somebody because you know, if you've got yourself a mentor who's working with you to deal with your mental health, they're going to be able to know where to go to look to help you get the help you need. So as I like, I, I sound like a broken record, but it's OK to say I need help and to reach out. Very powerful. Very It resonates with me. I always gone through my own personal experiences and I always tell people like it's OK not to be OK and it's OK to ask for help. And uh, I think that's from my personal standpoint, especially in my education uh, career, I've always had people telling me in the background, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to say, I- I'm struggling here. Doug, it's been a pleasure. Honestly, it's been a pleasure and uh appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. This has been very, very empowering. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Mr. Mike podcast. Wrong answers only. I'm your host, Mr. Mike. We had special guest Doug Lawrence on. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. Twitter, Mr. Mike MTL, Wrong Answers MTL. Also on Instagram, Wrong Answers MTL. And don't forget to check out our website, www.mrmikemtl.com. There you can see all our episodes, present, past, guest profiles, sponsors. We got new sponsors and we have a new partnership up with Not for Vanity website, UK based website by Alex and Ella, who review UK based drivers for free. So you may want to check them out for fun. And going forward, if you want to donate, you can donate to us on PayPal, you can donate to us on Buy Me a coffee we got some cool stuff there and we're going to be adding some memberships there so that's another way to support us tune in next time for some awesome interviews mr d says hi he's in limbo right now and we'll see you next time